Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Mark introduces you to some of the world's leading creative talent from publishing, film, music, restaurants, medical research, and more. You'll discover how to tap into your most original thinking, how to organize your ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity. Welcome back, everyone. Today, our global passport is taking us to Gorman, Belarus. So it's truly expanding our global connections. And today's guest is Sergei Sadowski. Sergei, welcome to the program. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Uh, happy to be here. Glad to be here and happy to discuss the creativity. And first of all, I think it's about organizing creativity because my personal role, it's not just I do creative stuff. I try to organize and uh, do this in the right way. Yes, very good. Well, Sergey is the CEO of a company in Belarus called Gulny Games. And he helps organize the work, as he says. He's the delivery manager, works with the clients, works with the developers. They are a global outsourcing company, but also a development company of games in their own right. And we're going to get into game development process and all sorts of the nuts and bolts of creating the games, but also the creativity and the passion of the game developers. So, Sergey, why don't we just get started with literally, I guess, the creative process in developing mobile games these days. You're translating a concept, a story into mm -hmm. a mobile game platform. Mm -hmm. Where do you start with that? So actually, it's very interesting process, to be honest. First of all, we tried another way, but last three months, we already have our own process and happy to share this process with everyone because for me, it seems like it's our achievement. <laughs> uh, so first of all, once per week in our team, we have a conversation. It's conversation about two, three hours. It's like brainstorm. Uh, where, where we discuss all our ideas, all guys, not just uh, game, game designers, 3D artists, developers, uh, designers. We're eating pizza and talking about games and about what games we've seen. Uh, we're excited to play some games, current trends in hyper-casual games, and we, we saw... Uh, big hits uh, for last week and we're discussing this game so after that i'm asking everyone uh, who is participating in our meeting to make two or three uh, ideas their own ideas so we have just simple template and it takes no no more than 30 minutes to fill these templates just uh, make some mock-ups some drawing and uh, after that I'm asking guys to put these documents in our common folder. And next week, uh, each guy's presenting their ideas. We're sharing this on the big screen and discussing these ideas. So try to put some borders and spend no more than uh, five or 10 minutes to discuss each idea. Uh, because uh, let's say normally we have about 20 ideas to discuss. We, we need some borders. We can't spend a whole day for that. Yes, it's, yes. It sh shouldn't take more than uh, more than two hours. You'd have to get uh, more pizza. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we don't want to be too fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After this presentation, in my previous experience, I don't know if you know uh, something about software development, but uh, modern techniques or modern methodology that it normally used nowadays is uh, Scrum. 
And in Scrum, uh, there is one artifact called planning poker, uh, where normally during these uh, meetings, estimate for some tasks. Uh, and there is a very interesting uh, idea of using poker to estimate uh, different tasks. In our case, we use this technique to estimate uh, every idea in points. Points, it's just points. Let's say we have numbers from uh, 1 to 10. And every guy on the meeting put his number from 1 to 10 to estimate how good or bad this idea. Everybody get a chance to yeah, sort yeah. of score the ideas yeah. then. Yeah, and uh, it's like a poker. Uh, nobody see uh, your number. Everybody opens the same time. And after that, we are getting, we are getting the results. We memorized this result uh, for each games, and after the meeting, we got about three or five ideas, depends how good or bad they are, that we can work further with details, uh, with more explanations to add more, more information. And the best ideas we have, we are going to make prototype. What is prototype? Uh, it's just about, it's, a, it's already game, but uh, this game uh, only for play 10 minutes, no more. Mm. It's already uh, with, without any advertising, without uh, any analytics. It's just simple mobile game, but we can test this game. So actually we can spend some money and get the results. If uh, gamers are ready to play it, oh no. If they are ready, so it's starting real development. <laughs> uh, so even in the prototype stage, you're getting some user feedback? Yeah, definitely. Because uh, let's say our team, yeah, it's good guys. They know some ideas, know some information. They like some kind of games, but no, nobody knows if a uh, big audience uh, going to play it or no. And to validate it, only tests can help us. So I guess then you take this prototype and you're probably going to either eliminate some things, uh, go back to some other ideas that might have been left behind and incorporate some new things. So uh, what, what's next after the prototype? So to be honest, just one from 20 prototypes after the test goes to the next step. Unfortunately, it's not a big number, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but, but, but it's true. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, that's kind of a typical almost research and development process. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So you're eliminating a lot of things. How do the developers feel about that? Sometimes we as creatives have a lot of love for our own idea and we hate to see it eliminated, but does that uh, free them up to do other things? Yeah, it's uh, every morning I'm afraid to look into numbers. <laughs> and Sometimes I don't want to share these numbers with, uh, with the team. <laughs> I try. Sometimes I, I, I say that it's a good number. So we, we've got good numbers, but it's not enough for next step. Hmm. But in reality, the numbers are <laughs> not, not so good. <laughs> but I need to cheer up the team. Uh, I need to get new ideas. Sometimes it's sad, but it's real. <laughs> yeah. So, Sergey, I'm curious then. Uh, I mean, obviously, as you say, you don't want to deliver bad news. But for the people who are the creatives, are they thinking, how can I create more ideas to get more into the funnel? Or how do I make the ideas better so they are more likely to win? Maybe it's a combination, but how, how do you see them taking this feedback? 
in our conversation, when, when we are talking about ideas, we, we are based on our previous results of our tests that we done before. I'm not saying all the numbers. I'm saying that, let's say, this good, bad, or so-so. So, mm -hmm. uh, because very small details can change the results hugely. That is why the best way for us to do more prototypes. Because let's say even if two months ago was one game, one idea was un unsuccessful, uh, today it, it might be hit. Interesting. Your yeah. own team has voted, but now the users are voting. But do you have a, a measurement? Do you have a five-point rating? Or do you, you know, what, what is it that you're, the elements of the user experience that you're looking for that says we have a winner? It's, it's metrics. Uh, it's definitely, we have metrics. The most important metric, it's cost, pain, style for games. It's how many money we spend to attract user. This most important metric for us. And after that, the another metric, uh, it's called retention. We, we see how many, many users stay with our prototype for a week. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this most important uh, metrics that we have. Very interesting. And thinking about the people on the team who are the creative engines, what type of person are you looking to attract to your team? Because uh, there's a lot of people who can probably program games, mm -hmm. but uh, there, there's other people who have the creative mindset to think about those user experiences. What kind of people do you want on your team? Actually, there is no any kind of people. It's we definitely need various people, so absolutely with different mind. Because sometimes I see in my team uh, some guys that uh, don't want to share something. They they normally just sitting and coding or uh, do their stuff and nothing else. I gather information from them, uh, so I'm asking them uh, to to do this stuff if they can do this. And sometimes during this conversation, uh, very very interesting idea ideas come from them. It's, it's not just, uh, um, I ask, uh, hey guys, could you provide your ideas? No, I'm asking, you have to provide two or three ideas, any even stupid ideas, uh, everything, just keep everything bringing want, it. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but I only need to spend you half an hour for, for an idea to describe with this small prototype and nothing else. Game development, software de development, uh, all about people and nothing else. Mm, very good. And what about then uh, the partners that you might want to attract? I mean, you do your own games, but you also contract develop. What kind of partner do you like working with? I like to work with partners. First of all, it's we're getting good collaboration. It's uh, have to be a right vibe with those guys. It's not, not just about money or process, very good collaboration. If we are working, uh, let's say at the moment we work with one studio and we have uh, every day we have discussion with them. Uh, we have all team from their side and our side, uh, dedicated team that work on this project. And where we are discussing all the issues, we not try to hide some problems. It's uh, first of all about, about collaboration and because we have our common goal to make a good game. Uh, for every project that we did, uh, our aim to make as good uh, as we can. Even if there is, there is not, not going to be hit, uh, we should understand we, that we done everything what, what we uh, were able to do. When we're working with our partners, uh, we try to implement these policies. Very good. Uh, 
Well, let's talk about another part of creativity, and that's inspiration and creative stimulus around you. So Gorman is the second largest city in Belarus. Belarus, Tell me about the city and the creative inspiration and the culture uh, of your city. Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know. It's currently in Belarus, it's quite strange political situation. Uh, I don't know if you know about that. Last year in August, it was a president election that was stolen, to be honest, from my side, uh, from people. And it, it was quite difficult situation. And all the guys was into politics, was talking about it. There is, was violence, uh, unfortunately, in uh, mm-hmm. Belarus from from government. Uh, but this probably last year, uh, it was uh, like a creativity year in Belarus. There is, was a huge number of uh, ideas. We still uh, fight in, our, in our souls <laughs> at the moment. Yes. We hope that uh, we are going to win uh, this uh, race, <laughs> let's say. We're definitely sure that it's going to be a place for, for creativity, uh, so let's say for, for now we are concentrated on games and we put all our creativity in games. During the COVID, it was not a good period to travel to, because uh, let's say the audience of our games, first of all, it's United States. Uh, and culture, to be honest, huge difference in the culture between be, between United States and Belarus. So personally, I, I was traveling in the United States Uh, quite a lot but not for last year (laughs) yes yes no that's too hard Uh, yeah yeah when i was a student i uh, was working in the united states i do a little more than uh, than my team about united states Uh, so i try to think and to explain guys uh, what might be interesting uh, for guys in, in the united states I'm not sure that current um, location, uh, it's a best location for creativity. It's going to be best location soon. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and I, I think about when people say uh, there's a real technology surge, and you mentioned uh, that there's a creativity uh, increase. But mm-hmm. I think about the history and the museums and music and culture and things that I, I think that it works both ways. Uh, you may have a, a market in the U.S., but I think mm-hmm. there's still an interest and a fascination and maybe a more global point of view that people want to understand, especially, like I said, history, music, mm-hmm. museums, art, and so forth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that, that this works for games, but um, anyway, ideas come from everything. You even uh, look into window and you may get new ideas at the moment, I see that uh, there is rain uh, outside and cars is uh, driving and uh, probably some ideas uh, for game may, may born at the moment. <laughs> there you go. Well, and architecture and, uh, you know, geography Everything. and all, yeah. all of these things can stimulate ideas for sure. Yeah. Yes. And normally now, when you can't, can't sleep, uh, you're getting huge number of ideas. That's the right. Moment you have to to grab your iPad and start drawing and <laughs> writing. And uh, I remember I've got hits at the night. <laughs> I need to, to write it. That's right. Now, that is the nature of creativity. You don't know when the idea is going to strike. Yeah. Yeah. And Sergey, thinking about you personally and your background, what brought you 
to games and game development? Because uh, you've had a varied background of a lot of different experiences. I would say that two years ago, if someone said to me that I'm going to make games, I didn't believe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, actually I played games like everyone, uh, so different kinds of games. But uh, more than 15 years, I, I, I was uh, in the software development, but not games at all. I, I, I was working in London for 2019, so for all the year and I returned back to Belarus. So when I returned back, I didn't want to continue with software development, outsourcing software development. So I wanted something new. I want to get some challenge to what uh, didn't do before. This uh, one thing. And I understand that I still want to be not far from software development. And another thing here in Belarus and especially in Gomel, there are many software developments, but not many uh, game developer studios. And I know that uh, many developers want to make games because uh, most of them uh, came to software development because they wanted to, to make games. And I understood that it, it is going to be easy for me to, to attract those guys. And I was right. It's currently in our team. I think that there is best best developers. They have passion to to make games. I see that they do it with satisfaction. Probably this this was the way how I came to game development. Mm -hmm. That's great. And from there, then, how do you see the future, Sergey? What do you see over the next horizon? First of all, I want to see it not to be boring. <laughs> and I'm Always sure, exciting. Yeah, it's not going to be boring. I see, I see. So currently we're, we, we are making hyper casual games, but our next big step and we already done a small step in this direction, it's virtual reality games. I definitely, uh, I definitely think that this marking going to grow and it's very interesting. So currently we are making uh, probably our first uh, VR game. I think that in uh, next couple of years, Apple, I hope Apple, <laughs> uh, going to launch some product with, uh, with uh, VR. And this going, I hope that it's going to be boom. So, and right now, right, we uh, came to this market. We, we, are, we are starting to make our game. So yeah, it's very interesting. First time when when I, when I uh, where uh, we are set, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, and first it was amazing when uh, I saw uh, I saw what we done. Uh, not just someone done. For me, year ago it was something like magic. But now I see that this is real. It's not it's not difficult. Yes. It's need it needs some effort to, to do this stuff, but everything everything is possible. Uh, so our our future I see in VR game, and yeah, definitely we 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 continue with hyper casual games with partnership alone and with partnership with other studios. Uh, so we are, we are going to grow. There is no borders how how big we are going to have, to be. That's exciting. That's great. Well, looking forward to it. Well, Sergey, I want to make sure that people know where to find you and uh, how to connect with you and your company. We have our site. It's called gulni.com. Uh, all information uh, you can find there, uh, how we works, where we are, what, you do, what we do. 
So, and I will be happy, happy to discuss uh, opportunities to provide any services. To be honest, we can do everything. It sometimes it's it can take some time, but everything is possible. Yeah, you have the capabilities. It sounds like, yeah. and and good creative people. Uh, best people, best people in the world. Uh, that's fantastic <laughs> to hear. And it's not me. It's my team. Well, it sounds like you put together a good team and want to wish you all the best uh, as you continue you. to grow and stay in touch and keep us posted on how things are developing. And when you get that uh, VR game up, we want to hear about it. Yeah, definitely. It's. Uh, I'm sure that in in two months, it's uh, we're going to launch this. Ah, good. Well, keep us posted. Well, listeners, my guest has been Sergey Sadowski from Gorman, Belarus. So thanks again, Sergey, for being on the program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, yes. Mark. Thank you for having me. And listeners, come back again for our next episode. We're going to continue our virtual around the world tour. We'll stamp our passport in many other places around the world as we talk to creative artists and developers and practitioners about how they get inspired, about how they organize ideas, and of course, how they get the confidence and the connections to launch their ideas out into the world. So until next time, I'm Mark Stenson, and we're unlocking your world of creativity. Take care. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and thepeaceroom.love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer. Our podcast is supported by Adobe and the Adobe Creative Cloud, the world's best creative app and services, so you can make almost anything you can imagine wherever you're inspired. We use Adobe to help make this podcast, using Audition, Premiere Rush, InDesign, and more. So join the creative community with the Adobe Creative Cloud, and let's make something better, unlocking your world of creativity.